The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Dangerous World Podcast, an educational episode of Dangerous World Podcast, right? We don't always do the educational ones. Sometimes they're just goofy, but uh, this one is all but goofy. We get into all kinds of stuff, and I actually learned a ton uh, from Steel Mace Nation here, who is my guest. This is Fred Moore. He runs this operation called Steel Mace Nation. He has a podcast, a YouTube channel, and a website all by that name. Uh, man, I feel like I haven't done one of these intros in a little while, but it's only been like not even a week. But uh, getting in front of the mic again feels nice, I will say. Just me in the room talking to you people. And um, this is this is fun. Uh, this is a really, really cool episode. I'm going through this website right now. And uh, steelmacenation.com, great website. The mobile functionality on it's awesome. Um, kind of educates you on what it is. You can't miss his logo. Uh, it might trigger a lot of you conspiracy people. It's a skull and crossbones with the bones fusing into the metal maces, right? But, um, man, it was just good. Um, I recommend that you check out his podcast because he's got all of his links, even to his podcast did i say check out his podcast check out his website he's got all the links to everything um yeah this is great the host of the show fred moore is a captain for the fire department who fell in love with the mace after discovering its unbelievable capabilities to add stability and strength and muscular development always with a tactical athlete mindset fred discovered how well steel mace training can help with preventing injuries and allow better movement when wearing the heavy and cumbersome turnout gear that firefighters have to wear. Um, it helps your shoulder strength, your grip strength, your spinal health, your joint mobility. And this guy's got a cool little community around this stuff, man. Um, I love when people are just obsessed with stuff like this, right? Um, this seems like a healthy outlet. And uh, for the record, him and I did do an episode on his show, which I do mention here. But uh, for the record, it is number 167 on his show, again, Steel Mace Nation. So check that out. Fred's a really cool dude. I hope to talk with him more. But we get into chaos magic here, and he brought up that uh, this dude, I don't know if you guys remember, not very long ago at all, when Alexander Dugan, who is, this was, he's called Putin's brain, right? It's a spiritual guide, and you know how I feel about spirituality, but um, Alexander Dugan's daughter was killed in a car bombing. And a lot of people thought that this was meant for Dugan and all this stuff. But, you know, Fred here finds out and uh, upon, you know, some digging around that there is that this this Alexander Dugan is not only Putin's uh, brain, Putin's spiritual coach. He's also a, a chaos magician, right? He supports the idea of chaos theory, and uh, I don't want to give too much away here, but we talk about that throughout this episode, um, and then we just talk about a lot of like what we think chaos magic is, and we tie some things together. It was fun. It was a really, really fun episode. I'm going to put the video link in the Patreon um, 
you know, I, I would put this stuff on YouTube, but I try not to do a whole lot with YouTube. I'm going to do more with that MMA podcast, the Casual KO podcast, which will be coming this week. First episode airs. I don't know what platforms it'll be available on right away, but uh, I feel like this is a good time for me to do my plugs. So patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. You'll get the full versions of every single episode. Not only this one, but a hundred plus others at this point, really growing over there. You're getting usually, um, uh, really it's it's right now it's been one a week i'm not gonna lie to you it's been one a week but we're gonna get back to doing two or three uh we being my multiple personalities because it's all me doing this shit okay uh there's there's no team there's no i in team but there is an i with what i do i guess and believe it or not i've only had one beer this is me just one beer deep uh, I just got some exercising in talking with people like this inspires me to try to better myself. Right. And not just sit around and just drink all day and stuff uh, when I'm not working. But uh, yeah, one beer deep and I sound more drunk than I do when I'm like seven beers deep. So it is what it is. Um, I plugged the Patreon dangerousworldstore.com. Still cooking over there. A lot of new merch coming out because, as you may have heard, I am on the way out of my nine to five slave system that I that I found myself caught in um, working constantly not being able to follow my own dreams and pursue my own goals and uh, I'm still broke I'm still broke doing that stuff so uh, why not come over here do my own shit uh, be happy and proud of what I'm doing and still be broke probably you know uh, so if you if you find it in yourself to support the show best ways through patreon your your support is very much appreciated okay um what else do we got here i mentioned the show um the new mma podcast that i'm doing with nick mcfly i don't think that's his real last name but maybe it is it's a pretty dope uh stage name if not but um you know honestly i don't know the dude too well but we've we've really hit it off over mma there's topics like this that uh will bond you and that's going to be a banger of a show so i don't want to make this too long and drawn out um, fun, fun episode. I encourage you all to listen to this full one over there at Patreon, not just because, you know, I appreciate the $3, but, uh, it's just a fucking banger, really, really fun stuff. And then I've got a cool episode that, uh, sort of is serving as almost a bonus episode. Cause I, uh, I'm going to release it on Friday and I haven't been doing Friday releases, but I talk with a buddy, his name's Dale. And I actually met him through the Patreon and he talks about a lot of his paranormal experiences and uh i'm gonna release you know same same deal i'm gonna release half of it here half of it over there at the patreon and um man just uh some wild wild stories so fun stuff i'm gonna get into some of that spooky stuff as halloween approaches and uh you're just gonna see a lot of new stuff coming out from dangerous world here so i'm gonna shut my mouth and we're going to get into this fun episode with fred moore of Steel Mace Nation. Again, check his YouTube channel out, his website out, steelmacenation.com, Steel Mace Nation on the YouTube, and Steel Mace Nation on Instagram. Let me double check that real quick because I have my phone in my hand. Uh, I just like to make sure that these things are right. Yeah, just Steel Mace Nation on Instagram. Cool dude. I think that, um, you know, he's like minded. Um, to a lot of us, but also very different. So it's just a, a banger here, guys. So enjoy the episode with Fred of Steel Mace Nation. Here we go. All right, everybody. I'm super stoked to have this dude on. We had a brief episode on his show, Steel Mace Nation podcast, and uh, we were limited on time with that one. And now we're in this one, we're going to get into a completely different topic. And this is chaos magic that we're looking to kind of dabble in a little bit here. Um, you brought some things to my attention, Fred, that are very, very interesting. And uh, before we move on, I did want to just introduce you to my audience. This is Fred Moore. Um, like I said, from the Steel Mace Nation podcast. Uh, did I get your pronunciation correct on your name? I know you just told it to me. Yeah, more. Yes, exactly. It's spelled, what is that? What? What? Because I'm German. Seen, it's German because I've seen more M-O-O-R-E. Yeah, and then in Ireland, there's uh, the Cliffs of Moore, M-O-H-R-E. Interesting. So they're just, they just spell it 20 different ways, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So German, okay. So what got you into this topic specifically really quick? And then obviously, I want you to talk about some of the stuff that you do over there with your show. 
uh, what the topic of this chaos magic, man. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. Um, so I mean, I do, uh, I, I, I do steel mace, uh, training. I'm a firefighter, uh, but I got into personal training and then steel mace really caught my eye and I enjoy doing it. And, uh, we could talk about what that is later, but, um, I actually know a guy who's, uh, a, a, who was studying to be a, a theologist and he's really um into spirituality he trains with a mace and <clears throat> he's like one of the first people that started to tell me some cool stuff he's very good storyteller mythology and stuff and he told me the story of um the god of chaos which is eris and eris um had this apple she was jealous of of all these people and she had this apple so she writes on the apple, um, like a golden apple. She writes, uh, the person who owns this apple will be the most beautiful. And she goes by this, um, this, there's this gathering of people, a social event. She throws the apple and everybody starts picking it up and fighting over it and caused chaos. Right. And, um, so then he tells me, uh, hey, you know, the guy who invented the modern day steel mace, the guy who brought steel mace to America. This is a tool that's a thousand years old, even older. It goes all the way back to the beginning of mankind. Just take stick, hit people with stick, advance it, and now make it into a mace, now hit people. Now we're working out with it. That guy <laughs> introduces the steel mace to the United States and He's the least talked about guy in Steel Mace, yet he's the one that delivered it. And so my friend said he's like Eris. He invented the Steel Mace and just kind of threw it out there. And now there's like this chaos because everybody wants to be the the big guy with the mace. Oh, I'm the best. I'm the, uh, you know, you should follow my mace workouts. So he he was like Eris in a way. And so that guy was interesting so i had him on a long time ago three years ago just to just to get him introduced and and find out what is steel mace and and how'd you invent it and everything and then um it became apparent to me that he practices chaos magic because it's on his website there's a, a symbol for chaos magic which is like a ball with these arrows coming out of it so i talked to my buddy he goes he goes yeah that's that's all this thing you should look it up and um, so I had him back on the podcast to talk about chaos magic because because of that. And then at the same time, I'm also noticing there are people on Instagram with their steel mace and it looks like a cult. There's, you know, like here, here's my cult right here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> OK. You know, everything can look like a cult. Right. We know that it's culture. It's just people all kind of speaking the same acting the same but when i say cult like it looked like there was something else going on weird things it was just my imagination though ryan like it's just a normal people doing steel mace flow no big deal but they kind of looked like a cult so it got me interested in understanding what a cult is so i started researching it i got deeper into it and then i realized the occult is definitely real i know a lot of people say oh conspiracy theories um, I have the perfect answer to how you know uh, the occult is real. Santa Claus. Just <laughs> think about Santa Claus for one minute and think about standing online with everybody standing online with their kids to go see Santa. Every one of those adults knows that they're full of shit, right? And they're keeping a secret from all these kids and they know that they have to all play the game. Otherwise, they'll they'll disrupt the order of things, right? That's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's it. So we know on that <laughs> level, it's possible. So we know it's possible on any level. So now I'm just really interested. And that's why I reached out to you to have you come on my podcast just to talk about the occult, because I'm like very interested. I want to know about it. I want to know all the secrets. I want to know what these people are doing out there. So that's how it is. That's how this all came about. Yeah, man, we talked about um, kind of like the stuff that I was talking about with a lot of other folks, the the, uh, you know, uh, hidden like spiritual push within the United Nations, right? The Lucius Trust and all that stuff. We got into some of that stuff on your show. And I mean, that is a form of chaos magic, I would say. It, it's really it's it's hard to define exactly what chaos magic is, but you know it exactly when you see it or, you know, the government participates in it constantly um the ordo abkeo it's almost on our money basically with that eagle that's on the back that's the symbol 
Um, they have they use the phoenix, the two headed phoenix, but we use an eagle instead. It's it's very strange for sure. And the the symbol that you're referring to, which I actually looked up, I'm going to try and get my iPad to quit freaking out on me so I can show uh, and read what this dictionary. Uh, it's really an encyclopedia, I guess. Uh, how it defines chaos magic and how it pertains to like the elite and and the weird shit that they do. But it's like you said, a circle with eight arrows coming off of it, and we're going to see that symbol later. Uh, used in very, very recent times at a pretty interesting event that seems to have just been brushed under the rug, as so many things do these days, right? But yes, you seem to feel that this was a significant event that we'll get into, and I can't disagree. I think that there's something more to this. It was head front page news for like a day, and then now it's it's not talked about anymore. So that's a little cliffhanger for us there. But uh, do you want to talk about a little bit what you do on Steel Mace Nation? Just because I know that you you're... I know you call yourself a conspiracy theorist, but that's not the only thing that you get into there, right? You get into all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, you know, after three years of doing the podcast, I'm really more interested in becoming more variety oriented rather than um, just stick it to the same topic all the time. But the steel mace, I mean, if if people are watching, I'll just show you what a steel mace looks like. You know, basically, it is a metal handle about 36 to 40 inches long with a weight on the end. It's literally the thing they used in medieval times or Persian warrior times to beat people over the head and kill them and steal their their women or whatever they wanted from them, right? Mm-hmm. The, one of the greatest weapons ever invented, in fact, more important than a sword. And it's, you know, uh, you could go all the way back to the ancient times. You could go back to caveman times. You know, somebody was smart enough to pick up a stick hit a guy with it then they figured oh i'll tie a rock to it and it just kept evolving um and then in persian in the persian uh warrior times the wrestlers the kushti wrestlers they would wrestle each other in these uh sand pits and then they would get a heavy rock tied to the end of the stick all testosterone up and they would just swing it through this like crazy pullover swings 60 pounds 50 pounds whatever and um like i said earlier uh this the guy Jake Shannon, who was who is actually a wrestler, and he does an interesting form of wrestling. One of his forms that he's into it's called catch as catch can wrestling, and um, this was like some brutal wrestling that people, if you were poor, you would wrestle each other for money, and um, it, it, he he was so interested in it. He he traveled around and he kind of met people in in England and stuff. And he met this Persian guy uh, who had a a wood mace, if you will, something called a gada. And he said, "Well, this is going to be cool if I could make this for the United States, but I'm going to make it out of steel." So that's where the steel mace came from. That's dope. Yeah. So, I mean, it it evolved and and there's all kinds of branches where it took off. So I'm a steel mace flow coach. I'm a traditional steel mace uh, or a a gada um, coach, Uh, you know, uh, ballistic style training. Um, And one of the things is um, I got into it more because it helped me with my job as a firefighter it helps my shoulders and everything and if you take a look at my logo behind me i got yeah. the fi- fire maltese cross in there and and you know it's um i, I kind of focus toward first responder stuff but you know that spills over into a- everything and anything um but yes steel mace is considered uh, an odd form it's an odd modality it's never going to be mainstream most of the people who swing a mace religiously are probably the rebels of the mm. fitness world. They're absolutely, they're the anti-workout crowd. It's it, but they're working out. That's but, crazy. It, it, it reminds me almost of like, uh, you know, how kettlebells have gotten super popular. It's, it just kind of reminds me of something that could potentially get popular. I mean, do you want it to get bigger or do you, I mean, obviously it's your business, but is yeah. this like better as a niche do you think, or do you want it to grow? I, I'm kind of torn between it, but uh, it's similar to kettlebells. They're, you could say that they're cousins. In fact, one of the most famous uh, s- traditional swingers, his name is Rick Brown. He learned right from Jake Shannon, and Rick Brown was a kettlebell guy. And then he said, wait a minute, this is better. And he became Mr. Mace Man. You can find him on Instagram. And, um, you know, it, it, it did blow up. 
And a lot of the reason why it blew up is because of social media. Otherwise, nobody would know about it. And the cool thing is, is when you meet a person who swings a mace, you realize you have good conversations with them because it's like, oh, you do that? I do that too. But I also noticed people who swing a mace are very open-minded and they're not afraid to go like on the beach and swing a mace and have everybody make fun of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which which see, a lot of people don't know what you're doing. And well, it's like, weird to make fun of somebody swinging around a big metal pole. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, That's going to make fun of that person. <laughs> <laughs> so wild. you got to have thick skin and you got to be like, yeah, I don't care what people think. So I noticed I was having these awesome conversations with people. And I said, I'm going to make this into a podcast. You know, it's there's no other podcast out there really doing it. So at least it gives me the niche, right? Yeah. And uh, I can focus on it. But there's so much to talk about. And um, I nerd out on the podcast and I bring people on. We talk about grip strength. We talk about shoulder health. We talk about mental health. It actually seems to be helping people with PTSD. This is mostly all, um, you know, anecdotal, right? Like there's not people running studies really too much. But you could compare it to similar forms of therapy and stuff that people are doing. And um, you can see, like, people report, no, it helps. Uh, one guy who makes steel mace right in the USA here, adjustable, it's, uh, he makes Adex mace. It's adexclub.com. He makes maces and clubs, which are a shorter version. He totally rehabbed his torn elbow, and, and he had shoulder issues. He loves training with mace. So, um, you know, it's it's just a really interesting modality, and it could become bigger, but what you don't want is it to get commercialized where there, it becomes like a step aerobics thing. Yeah. Why? Because then it gets cheesy. You know, it gets cheesy right now. It's hardcore. People are swinging their mace. Uh, you know, they're going on hikes with it and they're swinging it and doing videos by waterfalls, um, you know, and they're just, they're gnarly looking. They got beards and stuff. Some guys are swinging like ridiculous weight. It's, it's, a sight to behold there's women that are swinging weight that would rip your arms apart and you're like how are they doing that it's 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 turned into such a cool thing i think it's cool if it's that stays a little niche but i think it would be okay if it got a little bit more notoriety and i'm trying to help build the steel mace community up i'm not getting paid for it i'm just doing it out of the out of fun and sport you know it's just a fun thing to do well, I mean, you know, it's interesting that you – so if I, I heard you right earlier, you were saying that you kind of viewed it as a cult early on. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, there's there's one particular type of steel maze training called steel maze flow, okay. which is actually so cool. And the guy who invented it – well, it, there's a story there. He didn't really invent it. He had a fight with a guy. They both invented it, so that fragmented. So there's – there's actually this guy, Leo Urquides or Leo Savage. He he has Steel Mace Flow. His partner that he worked with that they split apart from, uh, his name is Isik Milan, and he invented Viking Ninja. All right. And it's pretty much the same thing, except Steel Mace Flow looks almost like it could be almost more like dancing. Okay. If you want it to be. But coming out of the box, like if you become a Steel Mace Flow coach which I am, I'm not interested in the dancey stuff. I'm interested in the more squared off movement patterns, but they appear like you're doing a martial art. It's, it looks like a kata. You could go very slow and you go from one move to the next. So like a simple three-step flow, you would do the same thing on both sides of your body. So you would do a front lunge, a back lunge, stand up, do a swing. Then you would do a front lunge on the other leg, and then, you know, get up and do a back lunge or whatever. And and you create symmetry, right? And you create a kata or a flow. And a lot of people like it because it's good for the brain because you got to remember all these steps. Helps you get focused. Plus, it gives you a good stretch. You tend to use light weight so you don't kill yourself. It's a great uh, sure. uh, way to uh, warm up. It's a great way to uh, train on a light day. But if you want... You could go to more ballistic style stuff and you could actually do um, like almost athletic movements with it, jumping from side to side with it. Uh, and then the traditional is just literally swings. And that's a whole other animal because when you get up to there's competitions now and if you want to swing in a competition, you're actually 
you're going to be competing against people that are swinging a lot of weight for time. And like, let's say you swing for five minutes. You got to train for that because it will, your hands will turn purple because you're swinging 30, 40 pounds. And that's considered light nowadays. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, it's, it sounds like a, a, like somewhat of a spiritual thing for a lot of people. Is there, is there like a particular, uh, like religion or anything that really is driven towards this? It sounds almost like a Hindu practice or a Buddhist type thing. Is it, is there a lot of overlap there? Yes. So that is like one of the original things. If you look at uh, artwork from the Persian warrior times, Hindus and stuff, you'll see that. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know the names. Um, uh, I should I should have had a list of that. But there's these like gods that they have and they usually all have like a wood gada of mace in their hands. Um, and then you'll see, uh, anybody who's like a Hindu or whatever that wants to, you know, they actually have like a little, they do like a head touch. They'll, they'll touch the the mace and they'll go back and forth like this and then they'll pick it up and swing it. Um, it's not like how maybe a Catholic would use the rosary beads to that level. I don't think they see it as a spiritual connection per se, but it is part of their mindset. So huh. there is something there, but you know, the people who are using a steel mace for uh mental focus and clarity, uh, I've seen a lot of posts from, from people where they are linking it directly to something spiritual. They're saying this mace has helped me with my spirituality. And now that opens up a whole bag of worms because I mean, I've talked about it on my podcast, very controversial now. So, you know, I don't know. I might be making enemies when I do these kind of podcasts, but I had on a guy who was a Christian and he goes, yeah, it's, it's just a tool. Jesus is the thing. You don't, you don't get to Jesus through a mace. You, (laughs) you go to Jesus with, with your, you know, with the way you're supposed to by believing and reading the Bible and everything. And yeah, following in your own steps to get there. Do you, do you uh, subscribe yourself to any, particular religion at all i'm a christian i'm a christian and and uh you know it's interesting because that only really happened i i've always been one but i've been you know fake for the most part but that once uh covid happened and i started to realize um the level of evil that is behind all of this i i could only uh it's it's crazy i kind of found my way back to to god to jesus by realizing that there's pure evil out there the same thing for me dude same thing like reverse engineering it almost yeah i i've I've talked to people like good christians that you know typical and they're like that's not you know fred um you know so you're 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 um saying that you believe in god and jesus because you believe in evil like you're not seeing they i don't think they see how it's it's how i perceive life i grew up you know with catholicism but never connected with it but i became a metalhead at the tender age of 13 listening to some (laughs) of the most hardcore metal and you know you could like a band like slayer where literally you know they're singing about the devil and stuff like that and i had a um I had to do something there. I couldn't just believe in that. Like my, I just, it wasn't in me. So I had to say, okay, this is tongue in cheek. What they're singing about is sort of like, they're just singing about it they're, or they're writing about it. Um, but they don't believe it. I don't know what they believe, but it doesn't matter. But I had to reconcile something. And um, as I got closer to COVID, um, I was always saying, well, I am a spiritual person. Uh, I was challenged by somebody as to my faith. I I don't know what I believe in. I guess I was agnostic, more or less. And I said, well, I think we turn to energy. You know, that's I had I had to connect it to science. You know, we die and we turn into energy. We become part of an energy field. It had to be something scientific. And then, uh, like I said, COVID happened and I started looking into things and I said, "Okay, no, no, there's definitely something else here i can't describe what it is uh but i really moved more into the faith then yeah it's real interesting i i have a big problem with the spiritual push that that you've seen you know the new age and all this stuff and i make it really well known but um 
you mentioned something that that was I, was it Slayer that released the album God Hates Us All on 9/11 yes. 2001? Yeah. It came out on 9/11. Yeah, called God Hates Us All and there was like songs on there talking about terrorists like flying planes into buildings and stuff, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. It is crazy. Um and that they do a song, I, I believe it came out the next album. They did a song called Jihad, which is a fantastic song, and it's about the the uh, the Quran, the Quran or whatever. Yeah. Um. And and it, and they actually he actually says passages from it in there. Oh wow! And, yeah, and it sounds like it's a bad book, you know. And I'm like, what the hell, man? Really? And then I had to look into that because I. I I had to reconcile it and and I don't even know what to really believe about that. I never read the Quran, but from what I gather, it's just another religious book and it can be interpreted. But people tell me, no, there's like bad stuff in there. I, I don't listen to people though, because they say there's bad stuff in the Bible too. It's a, yeah, it depends how you take any of this stuff, man. You yeah. know, there are, there are like the extremists, but there's extreme Christians too. I mean, there's extremists on, there's extreme people doing anything. It doesn't even have to be confined to a religion. So yeah, yeah man, uh, when people say that the Quran tells, uh, you know, followers of it to go out and kill people that don't believe in it, there are some things in there that supposedly allude to that. But I think that you could probably perceive that differently. I guess I don't know. I I'm not an expert on that either. But um, you know, with all this stuff that we're talking about, even though you kind of alluded to it, you know, people that listening may be like, well, how does this? What does this have to do with chaos magic? Right. And you mentioned it that one of the big uh the the guy or did you mention this one when we were recording the guy that brought the steel mace to the country? Yes. Okay. So he was actually a chaos magician himself. Yes. And, and, and I, this to me is is wild. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's totally wild that that um you know how I got into the understanding the occult was because I was seeing people in the steel mace community that appeared to be a cult. I had to figure that out. Meanwhile, the guy who introduces the actual steel mace to the country. Now it, I find out he practices chaos magic. And no, did he introduce it to the country as a weapon or was it a workout tool or just a tool, a workout tool? Really? Yeah. And he, he like the mace I just showed you was a 10 pound mace. Sure. He was getting these steel mace fabricated. I think they were like 200 bucks because he was getting them made in the U S and uh, they were heavy as hell. Like, so, like, nobody would be able to just pick one up and swing it over their head unless they had some kind of training. Um, and then I, I guess he just didn't feel like doing anything with it. And other companies started to pick it up and go lighter with it. And then, like I said, there was Rick Brown. And then there was this guy, Leo, who the, the Leo guy had been training with a, with a sledgehammer. And he was doing all this flow with it. And then all of a sudden there was this 10 pound steel mace made by this company. And he goes, Oh, that would be better for yeah. me. And then he, he popped it off. So how it all started to happen is, is crazy. And I came into this, you know, the steel mace has not been around that long. It's been around less time than the kettlebells have been. But uh, I mean, there's people that are like 10 years ahead of me on this, but um the you know i started the podcast just just to to really out of selfish reasons to have good conversations and and learn from these people and make friends with them yeah man i i think that it's really just sticking with me that this dude is you know he has some kind of like hidden possibly hidden motives to introducing this thing to this country right the steel mace yeah. And you, without even really understanding that in the beginning, just picked up on that, right? Like, yes. you're like, there's there's something strange about what these guys are doing. Now, it sounds like uh, you, you've completely shifted your perspective on it now. And I mean, you, you clearly have like almost not dedicated your life to it. I don't want to like put words in your mouth, but this is a huge part of your life, it seems like. And now it's just not, you don't view it as a, as a cult thing at all, right? It's just purely... Uh, spiritual type situation or, or what exactly for, for me it's just working out uh you know i don't have any spiritual anything going on um although i did work out with a guy once who was a christian and we we prayed 
we said uh, the Our Father right before we we trained. And uh, but I did ask him. I said, "Are you using this mace?" As, and he goes, "No, no, no. Yeah, like that would be idolatry. Like the mace you're worshiping the yeah, mace." Yeah, yeah. There's actually people who are on Instagram who go to bed with their mace and they name their mace. They give them they'll they'll name the mace like one of these like uh, Viking names like Jornberg or something wow. like that. You don't yeah. do that. No, I do not. <laughs> I do not. I just yeah. work out with them. I love mace because they all got different feels and, and you could get different workouts with them. Um, most people are like that. And what I was identifying as cult like behavior was just because I was watching short little Instagram clips and there was a lot of Kumbaya stuff going on. And yeah. I don't really like Kumbaya. Like I, like if you say, Hey, let's sit down in a circle and just like close our eyes and like breathe together. I'm like, nah, I'll go out. Yeah. It's weird. Right? Yeah. I just, I'm not, I, I'm a social guy, but I just can't get on that level. And I get, I, I actually get a little uncomfortable, actually, you know. So um, that's fine. But I, I wasn't sure what I was seeing these people do, and so I, that's why I was like, well, what is a cult? What does this mean, like cult? And then you, you realize, well, I'm on the fire department. We're like a cult. We really, we, we have our own language. We all dress the same. We all, you know, have the same jokes and stuff. You know what I mean? It's so like a fraternal of, organization, right? That's exactly what it is. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they are, they're obviously out there doing very beneficial things, but you can argue that the Freemasons do beneficial things. I mean, they do build a lot of, of, uh, you know, educational buildings and fund a lot of education, but then it's like, like, you know, if they're funding the education, then they can shift it. They can shape it the way that they want. Well, just yeah. like the Rockefeller foundation, things like that. But man, it is, it is interesting. And you make a good point. If you see a bunch of these people swinging these things around and they're all doing it in, in, in unison, it does have that same kind of a feeling yeah. upon first sight. If you don't understand what's going on of the, the analogy you use of people sitting in a circle, breathing together, yeah, there is something very strange about that. It, like, there's some kind of ener- energy harvesting or something going on with it. But yes, yes, that's a good point. And uh, a steel mace 360. This is where you hold it here and you swing it around your head and pull it right back. It's making circles and it's crossing your midline, so it's going through both hemispheres of your brain, right? And if you um, look up PTSD um, therapy, there's things you do where it crosses your midline. You look at things, you shift your eyes, and it's to help you with trauma and stuff like that. So if there's a person who is going through a tough ordeal and they're swinging their mace and they're crossing their midline and they're making these pleasing circles, right? You're making circles. That There's something about circles, right? We, yeah. You know, we, a pentagram is in a circle, whatever. Uh, so people report like, you know, after I was doing my swings, I felt better, you know, I felt better or that PTSD issue has gone away or I'm no longer stressed or I used to have anxiety and I used to have drug addiction. You know, there's people who move to the steel mace and train with it religiously because they're fighting an addiction. So you could see where they would be so passionate about it. It almost looks like they're spiritually connected. Yeah, dude. Yeah. There, you mentioned the circle. There's some Chinese drawn. It's like a lazily drawn circle. Like you draw it with a, it doesn't even need to be a perfect circle, but you, you take a single brush and you just draw a circle and like, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's very asymmetrical as far as a circle goes. Right. I think it means peace in Chinese. It's like one of these occult symbols that secretly means peace. And and again, it's just a circle. I'm going to try and find it here. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned a perfect circle, which uh, the guy from Tool, uh, yeah. he, uh, he created that side gig called a perfect circle. And even when you think about the band, right, and you think about that kind of music, a perfect circle, it just sounds pleasing, right? Like you yeah. just hear a perfect circle. What does that bring up when you, in your imagination, when you say, a per- when you hear a perfect circle, you think of something like ah it it it's a pleasant round shape it it's understandable but it's completed like you complete the circle that's a gratifying feeling yeah it's satisfying you you feel like there's order i mean yeah. uh you know it's it's like the opposite of anarchy right it's it's yes. just very straightforward there's and our it's chaos primal. 
And it's a very primal feeling, right? In a world of technology where we're constantly being distracted by all this stuff, there's nothing more primal than just maybe standing in the backyard in your bare feet, feeling the grass or standing on the beach. I live right next to the beach and nothing's better than swinging a steel mace on the beach. And you just swing and you don't, you're just making circles. You're pumping up your shoulders. You're getting a good workout and you just, you just go with it. And maybe you'll have like almost like a meditative experience or um, for me, it's just a way to kind of like shut down my mind for a few minutes. I, I I have monkey brain and I'm all over the place and I need (laughs) to do stuff actively, but focus on it. So, um, I could attest to it, you know, I could, and I could see where people can take it to the next level where, you know, maybe they need to go to bed with it for some reason. (laughs) I I mean, whatever, you know, go to bed with your mace. I'm not saying don't do it. Yeah. Do whatever, whatever makes you happy. But yeah, the circle that I was talking about, is called the Enzo and it's a Zen Buddhist symbol. And Mm -hmm. I don't even know if it's going to, it's not going to pick up on here, but it's a, uh, it, 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 like I said, just a lazily drawn circle and it means uh, it's a it's symbolizing the perfect meditative state, just like you said there. Um, so yeah, man, that it's strange, but then that gets bastardized. You get the Ouroboros, right? Like the snake eating its own tail. It seems like a lot of these chaos magicians and these people, because all of these occultists, I think at a, at a certain level, are chaos magicians, right? They have to be because they're they're taking symbols. Sometimes they're inverting them or sometimes they're doing like what Hitler did with the swastika, taking this very universally good symbol that today is known as completely evil. I mean, you can't if some Hindu has that tattoo on them, they are assumed to be a Nazi when that like used to represent. I think it represented eternity and like the sun and all kinds of things um, that were widely looked at as positive. But look at all of these symbols that are circular that are bad now. Right. Including the chaos wheel. It's it's an it's a it's a circular uh wheel. I mean it's literally a wheel. So yeah, man, there there's something to this with like the, the circle thing that you mentioned. Yeah, and, and so you know the next thing that happened in, in, in my story was uh now I'm looking at, at this guy, Jake Shannon, and hit, and I'm trying to understand chaos magic. And at the same time I'm paying attention to worldly events covid vaccines whatever and i'm you know trying to figure out what's going over uh, going on over in the ukraine right yeah so i'm like okay i know i saw all the nazi stuff right and it appears that the russians are clearing out nazis and i'm like i'm okay with that i'm okay with taking out nazis and then i see that you know since 2014 there was western meddling you know they they uh, apparently they were uh, they got rid of that president and brought in this current guy who dances around in high heels, uh, yeah, Zelensky yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, if I know any better, if the if the mainframe narrative for the United States is Ukraine, good, Russia, bad, then the, the real answer is probably Russia, good, Ukraine, bad. Right. To some extent, you have to feel that way. I mean, like. It- none of this makes sense none of this stuff makes sense that they're doing all the money that we're sending the the like you said the nazis the azovs over there why the hell are we funding these people and you know there's a really interesting side story not to derail too much but you know the uh i think his name is ramzan kadyrov and he's a big big uh chechen warlord basically and he is uh big at into the ufc he like has like i don't know khabib Nurmagomedov. Yeah, uh, Kamzat Shimaev, like these big, big Ankalaev, like massive stars in the UFC. This dude helps get started. And anyone that trains out of his gym uh, that doesn't like, you know, they're not good enough to fight in the UFC or maybe Bellator or be whatever LFA, any of these things, they go to the armed forces. And right now they're helping the Russians fight in Ukraine. This these people that are out of this Akhmat gym that this Kadyrov dude funds and he is very anti-gay. I mean, they rounded up all the gay people and killed them all and, and all this stuff. Right. But it's like you know, if they're going over there and and, and I, they're clearly religious zealots, you can tell they're very they take Christianity to the very farthest level that they possibly can. It's strange though because there is some sort of right answer in the middle, you know, to say. And I'm not putting words in your mouth. This is just like my perspective. To say that Russia's good and, and Ukraine's bad 
I would say they're probably both bad. You know, when two assholes are fighting, we don't need to pick a side necessarily. But why are yeah. we taking this one asshole side that clearly, you know, in Ukraine, they're not going to help us with anything. And they're probably if we take a page out of our own history, people that we fund and groups that we fund 10, 20 years later end up being like the ISIS's of the world <laughs> right. and the Al Qaeda's of the world. Right. This has happened right. several times. And we're just this is Biden's ISIS, basically. Yeah, yeah, and that's that. Oh, definitely, Ryan. What you're saying there, there's they. It's uh right now. We need to do this, so we're gonna do this, and not even think about the consequences later on. And yeah. it, you're constantly chasing the tail because you, you just create one problem after another. But the 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 you also said too the the religious uh, zealotry that's going on. I don't know if I just invented a new word there. Hey. Um, but so. Where the chaos magic thing came in was, uh, um, um, I learned about a, an assassination in Russia recently, and they said uh, a car bomb, and it it blew up the daughter of uh, Alexander Dugin, aka Putin's brain. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what's that all about? So I I have a Telegram account, and you get a lot of good stuff on Telegram, and it turns out Alexander Dugin has a telegram account and then there's a there's another telegram account called like eurasian youth or something right so they're eurasian so i start looking at that just to figure out what happened there and the almost instantaneously i'm scrolling through and i see pictures of his daughter and she's wearing a black shirt with the low with the symbol for chaos magic yeah and i go whoa what the heck is that you know so i start look yeah well i'll I'll pull it up on the share screen here while you're doing that, let me read the the quick definition here of uh, of the chaos wheel. But yeah, um, well, I'll make sure that we can at least get this video out somewhere. But yeah, the chaos wheel, like we said, the eight pointed star, basically a circle with eight arrows coming out. The chaos wheel or chaos star is a wheel constructed from eight arrowhead spokes, representing the notion of infinite possibilities with that number eight, right? The infinity thing, eight. Um, yeah. The symbol is a uh, recent addition to a veritable galaxy of meanings designed by science fiction writer Michael Moorcock, who I've never heard of. It has been adopted as an emblem by exponents of chaos magic, um, the contemporary branch of magic inspired by the works of Austin Osmond Spare. Interesting, right? So, yeah, yeah, basically the eight means infinity, the figure eight. And yeah, talk about this. Yeah, okay. So this is one of the first pictures I see. And th- this guy's account has a bunch of different pictures. This symbol is everywhere. But this apparently, so right here is Alexander Dugan. That's and over weird. here is his daughter, 29 years old, assassinated. Um, And she was very influential. And she actually even had a job as a news correspondent or something like that. Um, and again, his nickname is, is, is Putin's brain. And, uh, I, I came across some speeches by Putin that, um, he's talking about how the West is, uh, you know, this liberal chaos, chaotic mess of Satanism. They're fallen and, you know, they are traditionalists or, you know, the Russians are traditionalists and, you know, there's Catholicism, Right. So there's Catholicism there. They believe in God. And um, so the thing is that the Soviet Union, right, is um, gone now. But the Soviet Union, it, it's a communist. It was communist regime. So they had to suppress uh, religion because you can't have something higher than the state. The state right. The state exactly. is the all powerful. So, um, of course, everybody still kept practicing their catholicism but they did it underground and they were able to get away with it during that time period there was less electronic eavesdropping and all that stuff (laughs) um but you're talking about people for who has been following catholicism and they're very 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 religious people so it didn't die out and then after the soviet union collapsed you know their religion was allowed to flourish so they really do uh believe in a, a, a non-liberal society, follow Orthodox Catholic, Catholic religion. You mentioned earlier something about you know they killed a bunch of gay people, which is brutal, man. Which yeah. you know, so I I can't agree with that. That is that is 
you know, that, that, that puts a whole dark stain on the whole thing. But, you know, at the same time, they feel what they're doing is a religious war, spiritual war. Uh, what's happening in Ukraine is they're, the, they're saying, no, we're not agreeing to this one world government, uh, which they call a global hegemony, right? A liberal. The, and if it's liberal, it's no good. Yeah. The liberal so, world order, they're calling it now. Yes, right. So they're against that. And and so then I'm like, okay, what does chaos magic have to do with all of this? And this is, you know, where I reached out to Jake Shannon and I had him come on my podcast and talk a little bit about it. And I started doing my my work on it. And I, I come to find out it's a good way to describe chaos magic is it's kind of like the scientific scientific method. You know, we all went to science class and you you learn the scientific method. By the way, the scientific method is not what the vaccine companies are following, right? They're following the scientism. Yes, religion. another religion, right? Yeah. You just believe. But if you follow the scientific method, that's I remember sixth grade learning. If you follow the scientific method, this is how you justify your your work. Like if it's not followed, it's not science. You eject it. You get rid of it. Uh, so so chaos chaos magic uh, is basically like that. It's and it's a um, it's a methodology, and it's it's actually um, you it, it goes against any kind of spiritual dogma. And from what also I understand is that it's that it's not as important to actually or well, let's see i got it written down here i don't flub it uh oh, belief good. belief in god is more important than if he really exists within, so the, within chaos magic yeah it, it's more important that you believe in god whether or not he really exists which i you gotta kind of sit with that well, you heard it from the Chaos Magicians, not that Fred here is one, but they say that it's more important to believe in God than whether or not God actually exists. You wonder how else they might apply this philosophy in their day-to-day -day life to justify their actions. Tune into Dangerous World Podcast over there at Patreon, patreon.com slash dangerousworldpodcast to find out. Thanks a lot for that, Fred, and uh, we go on for about another 30 minutes here. Great conversation. Check out Steel Mace Nation, and I hope to see you over there at Patreon. Thanks so much for your support. Link in the bio, guys. Thanks.